Hey, 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 guys, what's up? I hope you guys like our theme song because it's <laughs> it's loud and proud. I love it. I like it's loud it. and motherfucking yeah. proud. And it's Monday night. Oh my god, again. And it's <laughs> still quarantine, but you got your lifestyles of love dose with your girls, Chris and Vic. I'm Chris. I'm Vic. We're here tonight to talk light skin privilege. Now, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say, you know, a lot of opinions. Some people don't even believe it exists. That's real. Um, but we're going to we're going to break it down. So we got a girl Polar here. Got a special guest. Got a very special guest. Very special guest. <laughs> Pilar in, on TV, currently Pilar in Detroit, and um, Pilar is very passionate, very passionate about light skin privilege. Well, you're passionate about, like, the topic itself, right? I was about to say, whoa, don't say that. Like, you get it. <laughs> like, you're aware of it. You're not unaware or naive or ignorant to the, yeah. the idea, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it's a thing. You believe it. But first, guys. I agree the thing, but I believe it's a thing. Right, right. Um, but first, let's talk about these hot topics. Um, what's hot going topics. on? I feel like there's hella shit going on. First of all, did anybody watch Fatal Affair? I gotta know. Huh. I did not watch it. You could talk about it. Though. Go ahead. So, I was so excited for it. I was so excited. And I watched that shit like, really? But, yeah. but what was you expecting? You knew it. You already know those. No, I did. those are both really good actors. Yeah. Thank you. No, I was not expecting that bullshit. My sister, so my sister texted me and was like, "It seemed like Nia Long was out of practice of acting or something." Whoa. And I was like, <laughs> "Really?" Um, but I told I told her that it could be the direction because sometimes if a director has a big head and a big ego, they will make you. You know how you see a movie with somebody who's really good, and you're like, "How are they so bad in this movie?" Or how yeah. is this movie so bad? Right? Empire season three or, or two of Empire or, yeah. or four or something. That was it, I think. Was she on the shot? I don't watch that. I don't, I don't either. I wanted um, to watch that. I, I mean, this is Nia Long. It's not like I, Nia Long can just... You can't just lose talent, okay? Omar Epps? I mean... What, what, I what, what, why was I it... What, what did you I think? Didn't... What was the review? I didn't I think didn't... it was a bad movie. <laughs> you didn't? I didn't think it was a good movie. Like, it was It was, was, like, BT Black Cinema? It was Fatal Affair, just like Fatal Attraction, just like that one with Beyonce, just like the okay, um, okay. Stranger in My House. It's the same. Stranger in My House. <laughs> okay, the, the acting in Obsessed was not bad. Just Beyonce's oh. acting was bad. Uh, okay. okay, all right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Basically, um, powerful black woman is bored of her, her very gorgeous, very rich husband. They got a perfect house, perfect daughter. Blah blah blah, okay. and so she ends up having a uh, somewhat of a. That's the one thing I didn't like about the Yeah, oh, they had a steamy makeout session in that the was bathroom, it? like very brief, and then that was it. She said, "I can never see you again." I'm like, this. 
Damn. Yeah, the story. See, the storyline is not their fault. So we can't blame that. It was right. just there was a lot left out. Like in the end, did the boy die? Was the boy dead? I don't know. See, and a lot of stuff ends up on the cutting room floor. Editing, you know, sometimes studios or networks or whoever you want to sell it to is like, this is too long. We don't have a time slot for that. So you need to cut some shit. And you end up cutting the plot sometimes. Um, Yeah, that's some bullshit. He he fell off the cliff. He he death died. What you mean? Like the good son? Like the good son? Spoilers. No, not not him. The the daughter's... um... The daughter's boyfriend. He's dead. He's dead. He was in the chat box. That don't mean that he was dead, though. He was dead. If he fell off a cliff, he's dead. No, not him. No, not him. Whoever. I'm just saying, whoever falls off a cliff is dead. He killed killed Estelle. That was Estelle, right? The the secretary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll be my American boy. (laughs) That's my girl. The only single. I didn't know sis was acting. Um, so he oh yeah, she her. was in, she was on Empire too. But I don't like everybody was on Empire. I was on. I Empire. know. Everybody, I know. everybody. Me too. I was there. Was um. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's disappointing news, guys. But it's very disappointing. But I still watched it because black. I'm gonna always watch black movies. Yeah. Well, and we watch everything black. Who made the potato salad? <laughs> no, but sometimes those black movies are not good. I mean. You know, just because sometimes they're not. Well, but I like I said, it could be the direction and it could be the director being like, I need you to be more dramatic. I need you to be less real or you never know. You never <laughs> you know. No, this is true because these the directors will steer you wrong. Sometimes. They will. They will steer they, you but wrong. People, but people always attack the, the talent. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Storyline. That's not their fault. Yeah. Just, it was not good writing. Mm. No. And see, you they just broke them. actors that's trying to get a job. You know, like they need to work. These yeah. are two. These are two very long-term actors who've been working for a very mm-hmm. long time and probably have a lot yep. of homes and a lot of bills. Okay, and have probably never had to worry about it. Omar Epps was they're, working. They're doing he was on House Forever. What? They do what happened with Nick Cage. Nick Cage lost all his money <laughs> gambling or whatever, and then he just started taking oh. any old role. Yeah. That's the Corona yeah, thing. Con Air Nick Cage? Con Air yeah. Nick Cage. Also, Ghost, That's why he Ghost did all Rock. the National Treasure. <laughs> National Treasure 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 57. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Was it the Wicker Man? Wicker Man. That was bad. Um, yeah, what else? Nicki Minaj is pregnant. She oh, yeah, I saw that. So did she go to the same doctor as Beyonce? Because they got the same photo pose or what? Oh, really? Yeah, she, it's I the same it, pose. What's, what's that guy's name? David La- Chappelle, LaChapelle, whatever the fuck. I was in a blackout, so I haven't seen any current events. Oh, okay. Well, you know, her husband is, um, what is that? Pedophile, I guess. Her husband. Her brother. Her brother. I thought it was her brother. Yeah, it is. And her husband, um, I don't know if he was, um, he was arrested on some sort of sexual assault charges or something like years ago, like back in the day. Mm. I don't know. The, uh, no, and her, and her brother. Your house. Had to clean your house. Yeah. What's going on? Um, And then I think, what was the other one? Oh, Nick Cannon, right? Nick Cannon got fired. 
Taken got fired. Here's the thing, though. Which is like they didn't have Wild and Out without. Well, okay. You can though, and just like you can have Roseanne without Roseanne, you can have Wild and Out without Nick Cannon. Here's the thing. Without Free and AJ. Okay, you're right. But here's the thing. You cannot. If you do not own your show, if you work for a large network, you can't go on publicly your podcast, whatever, and start talk calling white people evil and saying that they're savages. And I mean, you just can't do that. Just like Roseanne tried to go on Twitter and call black people monkeys or whatever the fuck it was she said. Her boss was black and she got fired. So my thing, like you can't, you can't just... You want to have a private conversation amongst your peers? That's fine. You want to have a public conversation and call wh- white people as a whole? He didn't say he didn't, you know, um, solo like anybody out. He didn't call any names or anything. But if you just decide to make a blanket statement like that, knowing you work for a network owned by white people, you know your boss is white, and you know you don't even own the rights to your show, then I'm sorry, like. That was just you being dumb. And they have every right to fire you, keep your show, and put somebody else in your place. Well, well then he was supposed fired. to have, like, a talk show that was supposed to air uh, later on this year. I guess they put it... That's with Lionsgate. So they decided to postpone it until next year. So it's... Okay. So far, it's not completely gone away, but um, it probably will be by the time that rolls oh, around. wait, hold on. Hello? Crystal. Montez is here. <laughs> hello, Teddy. Say hello okay, to Montez, yeah, everyone. Okay. She's here. She's another light skin. If you don't remember. <laughs> so I'm surrounded. Um who got fired? Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Oh, okay. And I was saying that you can't make blanket statements just like you can't make blanket statements about black people like Roseanne did and not and keep your job as a black person. You can't make blanket statements about white people knowing white people own MTV and Viacom or whatever. He was eating high off the hog. Yeah, and I think Nick Cannon unfortunately has some entitlement. Maybe it's because of Mariah Carey or maybe it's just his own ego, but... I don't think it's Mariah Carey. I think he has a name definitely without her. Um... I think that he's, like, very, uh, what's the word? You know, Nipsey Hussle passed away, so he's supposed to be carrying on the documentary about Dr. Sebi and things like that. So I think he's just, he's very into the culture right now. And this interview was taped last year also. Mm. That he, that he, that he, that he, that he, that he, that he was trying to, he was trying to impress Professor Griff. Okay, so he, maybe he that's trying, what it was. He, 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 he was trying, trying to have an intellectual off. conversation. And and, 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 and Professor Griff tried, tried to stop him from himself, himself and, and Nick just kept, kept on talking. talking. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a catch-22 because then you look at somebody like, like Terry Crews. <laughs> it's like... Uh, just, I don't know. Like, uh, 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 yeah, because... Terry, stop talking. I don't like... It's unfortunate for like Terry, Black too. Lives, it is. And he's... Fuck him. It's, I'm team fuck Terry. Because <laughs> Black Lives Matter doesn't mean... You know, which shouldn't translate into Black Lives Better. Like, no, yeah. motherfucker. Who was saying But who that? said that? Who Nobody said that. Nobody said that. 
So I don't know. I don't know where that came he's just, from. He's just tap dancing. Yeah. But no, I mean, Terry Crews, I mean, he hasn't, I guess he's been in the industry a while now at this point. And I think that like the longer you are in the industry, the further removed you are from what it actually means to be black in America, because you are not having the same experiences that we are oh, having yeah, out yeah, here yeah. in these streets. What pisses yeah. me off is people like that boy, that comedian boy, uh, Desi Banks and B. Simone that like have so much to say about Black Lives Matter and how um, you know people shouldn't be looting and whatever. They got a lot to say about the rioters. And I'm like, sis, you just got rich like last week. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> like, you, and then her shit, and then her shit crumbled very shortly you have after that. You that to be this delusional at this point. I understand Jay-Z and Beyonce not really relating to what's going on. They've been, Beyonce been rich her whole life. Mm-hmm. Her right. whole life. Right. Right. You're right. For, for most of Jay, for almost all of Jay-Z's adult life, he's been a, a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand them kind of being uh, removed from what's going on and not really understanding. With that said, we don't need y'all to speak for us. We do not need you to say anything. I don't need, I don't need, I'm not relying on Terry Crews and Kendrick Lamar and um, Common, oh God, extend a hand in love. I, I'm still not over that shit. <laughs> Wait, what he said, black people need to extend a hand in love to white people and that's gonna be the end of racism. Huh? See, that's that light skin privilege already that's rearing that's its head. Yeah, that's that light skin shit. That's that already light skin rearing privilege. its head. Yeah. And Common got a big ass light skin yeah. head. For real. Uh, what, for real. Oh my God. What did Pharrell say? He oh. said some bullshit too. See, at a certain point with celebrities, yeah. their interests just do not align with ours. Yeah, they um, live in a completely different world than we do. But tax bracket. You know, it, 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 it don't take it don't take much for them to be back there. Right back us. where they started so. it. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so you're right. Keep it clean. If you are not contributing, you're in the way. You're in the way. Just yeah. shut up. I feel that. Shut up. I feel that. I feel <sighs> that. Um it. I mean that's a good segue. Um so the thing about this light skin privilege thing is that Well, okay. So there there are there are some people who are light skinned who don't believe that it's true. And that's similar to white people not really understanding or believing that white privilege is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um so here's a definition that I found of light skin privilege. A form of prejudice or discrimination, usually from members of the same race, in which people are treated differently based on the social implications from cultural meanings attached to skin color. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. And right. Where, where, where'd you get that from? Uh, that was, I think that was the Wikipedia. Okay. And then the, you know, the, the, um, defi- the second definition I got was when lighter skinned people receive preferential treatment or seen as mm-hmm. softer, more attractive, more approachable than our darker skinned peers or seen as less black. Um, because light skin... I don't know skin, how that's a privilege, though. Well, okay, hold on. Because light skin is associated with whiteness, it is less threatening, more educated, more attractive, and they don't need the same warnings as their darker peers. Um, so, 
the privilege of it is just the proximity to whiteness. That's that's it. That's mm. literally it. Because it all goes back to slavery when there was a house slave and a field slave. And they pinned us against each other from the start. And it's only yeah. just, it's just kept going. You know what I mean? It just kept going. So um, that's really it's a the only privilege. It's a privilege to be in the house. It was a privilege to be in the house. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to be in the hot ass sun all day long. It right. was a privilege no. to be in the house. Right. And even though, that's, that's, even though sorry. the house slaves were more uh, susceptible to the rape because they were closer, mm-hmm. um, doesn't matter. I mean, from from the perspective of a field slave, either way, you got it better than I do. Um, and so then, society at large places like a high value on the perceived proximity to whiteness and it's all just based on like appearance it's not based on anything else because blackness comes out in all forms hair Mm -hmm. mannerisms you know the clothes you wear you know it comes out in all kinds of forms but there is a privilege to the life that a light-skinned person lives in the black world as opposed to the way a dark person lives absolutely there's something who's knocking no it's i don't know what that is (laughs) okay Okay. when i said um i was out of privilege it was when you said being seen as less black and to me i i mean i get what like if you don't like being black it is you you feel good about that i I took just that that little snippet Um, okay yeah, that's what I, that's why I was, that's I don't see that, that part as privilege, but as a totality, I see what you're saying. Yes, um, colorism. I mean, this is all colorism, and we've had our mm-hmm. shows on colorism, um, so we're just mm-hmm. trying to dive a little deeper into this particular, you know, form, this particular shelf of colorism. Um, One of the ugly legs of colorism. Yeah. And it's I sad. Think- it, it really is sad because it does put us in a position where we're kind of looking at each other in a different way, even though we're all in the same race and we're all going through the same struggle. And obviously, light-skinned people still, still feel racism. Still they still get discriminated against for their names, for their hair, for their mannerisms, for their lifestyle, whatever. Um, yeah. It's just this idea that has been indoctrinated just like everything else. Um, that light is all right. That it's gonna be okay if she, as long as she light skin. Like, like people say things to women, especially women. Um, like I don't date black women, but I date light skinned women. I've never heard that. What kind of shit is that? I feel like that's something. That's, I feel like that's something that maybe dark skinned women would hear more often than well, we yeah. would. I'm- Definitely, I definitely have had guys tell me though, like I only date light skinned girls. I only date light skinned black girls. That's what I'm saying. I've heard that like so many times, and I would, and I always look at those niggas sideways. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like you don't like yeah. your because you're not light skinned, so you don't like yourself. Right. I understand preference, Ugh, whatever. Um, but like me personally, I don't like light skinned guys, and that's fine. However. Yeah. When you are with the dark skinned man, there's a there's a um 
what's the word? I can't say I don't like. Okay, my preference confuses me a lot because what is the basis of the preference? Why do you have that preference? Like mm-hmm. society has shaped you in a way to the to, to the point where you prefer this thing. So why do you prefer this thing over that thing? Mm-hmm. Just like I mean, this is unrelated. But like when I was a kid, I went to a sleepover and those fucking bitches, whoever, you know, the first one to go to sleep gets got and they put right. peanut butter, toothpaste, peanut butter, toothpaste and ketchup, mixed it up and like rubbed it all over me. Right. And to this day, I do not like ketchup. I do not like tooth minty toothpaste and I don't like peanut butter from time to time. Mm-hmm. And because oh. that traumatic experience happened to me, now I have a, a uh, I feel a type of way about peanut butter, ketchup, and minty toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Toothpaste that is not minty. I mean, from time to time, I may dip my fry in like a little bit of ketchup, but like I just, it just makes me all of it makes me cringe. Yeah. I prefer to not have those things because I went through trauma. Right. That I never forgot. And so. Have you ever have you ever felt like your light skinness was a, a disadvantage to you? No. Because, you know, <laughs> she said no. Um because that is that is a big part of it too. It's just like light skinned people tend to in America tend to have, you know, uh better better life chances. You know, in a life, you know what I mean? They have, a, they have a better socioeconomic status, meaning they make more money and live in better neighborhoods. Um, shorter prison sentences. They don't get in trouble at school as much. Um, that's just everyday shit. Yeah. And so it's interesting that you've never seen, like you've never felt that it, this event, that you were at a disadvantage because of it. I've never felt like I was at a disadvantage. I've always felt like I had the upper hand, like in middle school and elementary and high school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got to college that I, I felt the effects of being black in America because mm-hmm. it was the first time that I was at a school where there was, it was predominantly white. And cause I went to the theater conservatory. And so they would, I felt I felt like the other, and I was like, "Whoa, I've never felt like this before." Right. And I heard it. I kept hearing like, "Oh, you're gonna go through some culture shock when you go to college." Mm-hmm. And like, when I got there, I'm like, "Okay, this is it. This is it." And even then, I still had light skin privilege. Even in this all white <laughs> school, I still had light skin privilege of over the dark skin people. Yep. Because like, when in theater school, you had to fight to not get slave roles. I mean, they automatically went mm. to slave roles the black shows and a lot of my friends would get like you know any typical black show like color, color purple or um jelly's last jam mm-hmm. you know any show and i was able to do like i was able to cross over and do like white shows white musical theater shows ah, and the black that's huge and that's interesting too because my i went to like the conservatory the opposite conservatory of you in LA. And <laughs> when I did my like graduate, not my graduation play, but my um 
we had like a the company you know where you did like only plays for the whole year and the first play i got i played the slave but she was the lead it was like she was the lead slave she was like the slave that the show was named for and it was very upsetting to me because i didn't i couldn't relate to the 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 racism because i had never really experienced it you know in a way that i was aware of so it was really hard for me to get into that role because I couldn't relate. Right. Just in general. Um, but I get what you're saying. You're right. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with also just the fact that you, well, not just you, but um, the light skin privilege, you know, like somebody with an Afro and like a large wide nose that's light skin is definitely going to be more susceptible to racism than somebody with, a more Eurocentric straight nose and like straighter, curlier hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's all these dynamics. Like it's not one lane of light skin privilege. Light skin privilege goes, it goes in all these directions that aren't constant. It comes to the closer you are to white, like the closer you are to white. So you can be light skin, but then have like a really wide nose. Mm-hmm. So you're not that close to white. You're close to white, but you're not as close. But yeah. then if you're light skinned and you have like a slim, like uh, Zoe Zeldana or Paula Patton, there you go. like they have very Eurocentric features. Mm-hmm. They are very close to white. They, they benefit from light skin privilege in America. Yeah. And we live in a country and a world. <laughs> this play, Nina Simone. All Zoe right. Zeldana played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can get into all of the wrong castings. Of colored people, oh, but uh, well, that's another. I was talking shack. to my brother about this the other day. <laughs> Nina Simone had the had it been swapped, and we were doing a movie about Zoe Zeldana's life. Nina Simone would never be able to play her. Right. Right. There you go. And that's as simple as it has to be to be able to explain the difference. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But we do live in a country and a world that perceives dark skin as evil, threatening, you know, foreign, exotified, and objectified. Like black skin is just i mean there's all these things the black cat is the is the bad luck cat whenever you see it's always like a white angel and a well i mean i guess the devil can be red but it's always like white versus black white is right black is bad there's just always that and i mean if you think about it it's everywhere um so light skin privilege is also often spoke about as though it is the same as white privilege. And some people even say that white, that light-skinned people have white privilege. And I don't agree with that. I I think that's a little offensive. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, I would but definitely find black. that a little offensive. Yeah, because they're still having a black experience. They're still living yeah. it. It's just a different... I would say it is a different black experience in certain different. situations. Um, but like I was saying, light-skinned privilege is not fixed. It's not straightforward. Um, it's extremely complicated to discuss the racial privileges of a group when that group also faces racial disadvantages. Because um, light-skinned people still face racism. They still get discriminated against. Like I said, their names, their hair, you know, um, their family members. And the mistake that many people make is to think that it's a continuous buffer against racism and racial stereotypes and that it's a constant source of advantage for them because it isn't. Like, whereas white privilege is always, if you're white, the privilege is always there. If you're light-skinned, the privilege is there, like, half the time. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not always there. Whereas white privilege is it's always there. And you're pretty much always going to benefit from it. You're always going to have a shield um, because you're white. Because I feel like light-skinned people are looked at as the safe blacks. And this is through safe the gay, blacks. the like, white gays. We're looked at as the safe blacks. And, um, I mean, I hate I hate that, like, we even have to use this, this whole conversation. We're only having it. It's, like, because of the white gays. Hmm. It's because of how white people see us that we now think that we are the safe blacks based on what they think about us. Yes. Somebody thought my mom was my nanny when I was a baby. Oh, my God. What did they say? White lady. She's like, oh, are you her nanny? She's so beautiful. And she was like, no, I'm her mother. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, mm, well, I'm surprised your mama didn't like, fight. Y'all both my mom, yo. I was going to say, I'm surprised your mama didn't fight that woman. It was a white lady that said that? It was a white lady. Oh, yeah. Nanny. And that's the that's the mm. thing too is like there are all these color hues. Obviously, when you're biracial, but Being even black. when you're black, like because yeah. of because of genetics, because of um just what's being passed down to you, you could come out a lighter skinned person. Like Montez, for example, who sorry she she had to cut off because she can only hear me for some reason. But anyway, um. Her mother is light skin. Her father's dark skin. She's the youngest of three, and her two older brothers are dark skin, and she's light skin. And it's the like term how the fuck did that happen? But and it happens all the time. It happens all the time. It happens all mm-hmm. the time. And if you put the three of them together in a picture, you probably wouldn't immediately assume that they were brother and sister. You would just be like, oh, maybe they're cousins. Maybe they're friends. Maybe they're whatever. Um, yeah. And that's the other issue is like the color variances between in, in the race of black. And this goes beyond black. Okay. Cause this same shit goes uh-huh. on in the Asian community and the Latin community and yep. Filipino and every, every race, even white people. I said this, even white people. Um, if you're a little too tan from spring break, you know, you might, you might encounter a little bit more um, hostility. Maybe. But I do my think cousin, that even if you have like light blonde hair and blue eyes is always going to be what is going to win out amongst white people. I can't speak on this because I don't know the white experience at all. So. Right. I don't know. But my cousin told me that she went to South America for um, spring break or summer trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's and she's dark skinned. And she said that they forced her to stand in the back of the line behind all the other like light skin people that were in her group and all the South Americans that were light skin, all the black, like the dark, dark people had to stand in the back of the line. I couldn't believe when she told me this story. How you going to tell somebody to stand anywhere that they paid to come to? They won't, they won't service you unless you stand in the back of the line. Wow. I can't remember what country it was. I can find out, but that is just, uh, it was definitely that is so crazy to me. Mm. Um, mm. I told you that story wow. about the the the, uh, the party, right? Which party? I tell it again. The party where the boy had the light skin and the light skin party. Yeah, tell it again. What? 
Okay. Oh. So uh, it was my friend. He's a party promoter in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And oh he go parties all the time. This was the first time he was going to try something new, though. And it was called the light skin party. And so basically, they had like a brown paper bag. If you came to the party and you were able to pass the brown paper bag test, meaning your skin was lighter than the brown paper bag, you got in free. And if mm. you were darker than the brown paper bag, mm. you had to pay like $10. When the fuck was this? What hold year was on, this? hold on. <laughs> so this was in 2008. <laughs> it Someone posted the flyer for the party on media takeout. Oh. Then Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson ended up calling my friend. He called me up and he was like, girl, uh, Al Sharpton just called me. Or Al Sharpton's people just called me. I just talked to Al Sharpton. What did they say? Because you tried it. Because you tried Because you tried it. I cannot believe that he did that. What? What was like the purpose? What? What? Like what? It was just like a joke, mind, like to be funny. Okay. He thought it. He he wanted to make money. I don't know. He, See, that's like Paula know. Dean throwing her little Confederate party and having all the waiters be black because it's like, oh, we're just we're just playing a game. It's a it's a role. Like, it's a part. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my no, Check your possible. diabetes again. Now, that is so, I was going to say the paper bag test was a thing for sure. Also, once they we, right. well, they were using that um, when, when, when slaves were like kind of being, when they were like indentured servants or whatever, you know, like when light-skinned people, when mixed race people could be free, basically, like if you were mixed, um, there was like a paper bag test. And then that paper bag test pretty much kept going and then they um invented historically black colleges in the 1890s or 1900s and um they did the exact same thing NAACP did the exact same thing they only hired light-skinned people to be like their receptionists or anybody that would be like in the public domain of the NAACP when it was first established they had to be light-skinned all the sorority fraternities at the historically black colleges, they were all segregated by light skin and dark skin, which makes... Yeah, there was a movie about no it called School Days. Yeah. yeah, they were talking about the um, the Spike Lee movie that accurately portrays exactly what was going on. Yep. Um, the Jigaboos and the... Uh, what were the other ones called? Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody remember? You no. said the Jigaboos and the what? The Red Bone? I never actually saw School Days. Sorry. I was in School Days. I was in the play, and um, I was actually a I was a jigaboo, and everyone kept saying, "Shouldn't you be?" It was the other. I can't remember what they were called, but the the girls, the light skinned girls, and I was like, "Well, I'm a freshman, so they said I got to be a jigaboo." (laughs) So that was one time my light skin privilege did not get me. There you go. That's an example. You remember that one? Yeah, I do remember that. Um. Okay, so there are also some there are some examples in Oh wannabes. It was wannabes. Oh, okay. They wanted to be white, right. I gotta watch that movie. I'm gonna watch it. Okay, that's not true. Let me just say that. What? Oh yeah, that's not true that light skinned people just wanna be white and that they idolize white people. Absolutely not. I mean if anything, it's the opposite. Because light skinned people don't like being called out for being light skinned. I don't. I don't like most of them don't. 99 percent of like them don't fucking yellow i don't mm-hmm. i don't like that shit i don't i purposely try to make myself look more black like that's why i wear box braids 
And but you know, why? Things- but why? You are black, so why you got to do that? You know, and that's a that's the complex. That's that the mental. Yep, that's what it is. That's what we yeah. do to each other because yeah, we I feel like we have I've to. Meanwhile, I wasn't black. right. And that's something that mixed race kids and light skinned kids get a lot of times. It's like, are you black? Well, I've been, no, I've been told that I wasn't black enough. And then mm-hmm. I've been told that I was not black. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. Yeah. So like, the question is, have you, you ever been, know? have you ever been, have either of you ever been checked by a black person when you were like using the N word or when you were like, you know, no. being a little too hood? No. By a black person? Yeah. Never. By another black person. Uh-uh. No. no. Okay, good for you. Um have you ever used your light skin privilege to your advantage? I do not I, I believe that light skin privilege is a thing, but I don't think that it's been a thing for me because Why? I I was thinking about it like I've never to, for me, like I was in cognizant of, you know, being up against somebody who was darker skinned than me and coming out over that person. I have no, but have you ever found yourself in a situation that. and you are the only no. person rep? No, How? listen, no, listen to the question. Listen, found yourself in a situation where you are the only person that's representing black and you were the only person there and you're the light skinned person. Like, give me an example. Because what, okay, okay. Like, like if you, if you went to a job interview and you got the job, right, and you showed up and everybody there was light and not black, everybody's white, Filipino, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, uh-huh. but nobody's black and you're the only person that represents the black thing. Has that ever happened? Because that's an example no, I- of a, of, of something that can happen where light skin privilege is not, you're not, you're not able to be aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's really what it is when, like light skinned people say that they don't believe it or whatever because it's, it's not in their conscious awareness to even look around and think about it because similar similar to white privilege it's like when I'm benefiting from it it's not blatantly obvious you know yeah I I mean I was in a Christmas Carol and I was the only black person in the show and I was like the first black person in the show in ever and ever. Like, mm. they've been doing this play for, like, 50 years in mm-hmm. Rochester Hills. Yeah. And on the first day of rehearsals, uh, one of the actors comes up to me and he says, Hi, we're so excited to have you. How do you feel? And I'm thinking, it's like, yeah, because, like, I had just done Once on This Island, which is a black show, mm-hmm. with that theater. So I, they brought me back to do A Christmas Carol. And oh, so okay. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. And so he was like, yeah, how does it feel? And I was like, how does what feel? He's like, the first black person. And I was like, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it until just now. How did you feel? Um, so at first, I felt, um, you know, it was weird. A lot of times, I didn't feel like I fit in with them. Like, mm-hmm. I tried really hard to fit in with people. I, I would notice things like they would all go to the apple orchard or the cider mill. And then, like, it would always be an afterthought, them inviting me. Oh. Um. I just never felt like I had anybody to talk to except the one, the other little girl that was in the play that was black. And my mom and her mom became friends. Um, I'm still friends with them to this day. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I ended up hanging out with a 12 year old all the time because she was the only other black person there. And 
I, I, I did not like it until my mom put it into perspective. And she was like, honey, when y'all do those school shows, there's going to be one black girl or one black boy in the crowd, in the sea of white. And they're going to see you and they're going to know that they can be an actor too. Cause they saw you. Yeah. So whenever we did our talkbacks, cause you know, it was a Christmas Carol is like um, 18th century. So we had to wear our like bonnets and everything. Mm-hmm. Whenever we did the talkbacks, I made it a point to wear my fro out. Hmm. I made right. it a point. Because it's easy. It would be easy for people to just assume you were white and had a nice little pigmented tan. Right. That matched your skin. You know I mean? Like, no. um, I come out the wow. Show. I come out with my fly outfit, with my sneakers. I think I had a gold chain on one day that said, um, boss, mm-hmm. just look in that ghetto fab for no reason. That's you. <laughs> and I have a fro and I, and I remember when they did the um, talk back with the school show, they brought the kids backstage, but the kid, the black kids that were in the group, they kept waving at me as I was coming down the aisle when we were doing our caroling. And so I was like, I saw you guys waving at me. They're like, we can't believe you're in this show. I've never seen a black person in this show. I mean, yeah, that's the amazing thing about being the token black or being the, you know, the one black person that's in the situation because somebody, somebody's child will see it and be like, oh, I could do that too. Yeah. Um, so, if okay. Would I've gotten that role. I mm-hmm. don't know. Well, right. Because I, I always felt like they felt like I was a safe black, safe enough to be in their white production and of I a think, Christmas Carol. Yeah, exactly. That's that's you know, what it is. That's what it is. It's like the safe black. It's like a category. It's like she's black, but okay. Here we go. These are the examples. It's the same thing. It's just like Barack Obama. You know, if Barack Obama looked like Wesley Snipes, would he have been our first black president? Probably not. Probably and I'm not. just being real here, okay? Because Probably. America was built on oppression. So I'm just being real. Um, but there are other examples. So. Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. Let's just talk about Destiny's Child, all right? Lord. For those Destiny's of you, children. for those of you who are Generation Z or even X, and you don't know, before Beyonce was Beyonce, she was in a little group called Destiny's Child. Okay. Now, I'm survivor. There were a few versions of Destiny's Child. But the constants <laughs> were Kelly and Beyonce, okay? They were the constants. And, um... OG. 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 And, you know, obviously, at the time of Destiny's Child, Beyonce was, like, the front runner. You know, she was the lead singer. Like, we all get it. I mean, I get it. Even though Kelly is gorgeous, and so is Michelle. Oh, yes, but I'm is. just saying. Um, but when it was time to go solo... Beyonce went to another atmosphere and Kelly obviously succeeded, but it wasn't in the same way. And I respect her career and I, I would, I would prefer her career over Beyonce's, but, um, would we have done that for Kelly Rowland? Had she had the talent of Beyonce? I feel like she does have it, but it's, it's just a different, I don't know. It's a different variable or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just like more bass or more treble. I don't know. But, Kelly's very talented, so why didn't she rise to that same level, that same status? Because we can't we can't say it's not because she wasn't as talented, because we have Madonna, we have Britney Spears, we have Paula Abdul, we have people who really, Jennifer Lopez, who really cannot sing to save their <laughs> lives. 
Okay, and then we have Kelly Rowland who actually can't. So I, what I'm saying is, why did it? Why did one thing happen over the other? I, I think ability and star power though are two different things. Or talent and star power, I think, are two different things. Um, sure. Yeah. I wonder, is it that? I wonder, is it that Beyonce has more star power? Or have we all just been conditioned to believe that she has That's what more I'm saying. Star. Because I don't actually think she necessarily has more star power. She doesn't have more personality to me. No, she doesn't. But she, doesn't. she has a lot of but talent and, and a different persona comes out of her when she's performing, right? Absolutely. She's a great entertainer. Yeah. Like uh, Janet. Janet is very quiet. Like, listen to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're alter egos, um, which happens to some people. But yeah, that's true. The team, but the fucking the machine behind Beyonce. Right. I think that she was conditioned from a very young age. Yes. But Kelly like, was I right there too. Been, I don't know if she was conditioned as much. I know they were very close in proximity, but I don't know because I've never really looked up like their history like that. I know that they were pretty much, uh, I don't know if they were raised together or just raised closely together because there's those rumors that Matthew is her daddy. But, um, yeah. 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 So maybe they're really sisters. I don't know. I mean, look at Solange too, right? She's, right, right. Her her light is, yeah. I mean, it's different. And for some people, that's okay, you know? Uh, it would have been a shame for Beyonce to not fucking made it the way she did, the way she had no fucking childhood and stuff like that, right? Right. Um, and then I don't know. I mean, you can look oh. at you can look at Michael Jackson and Prince. Okay. Now, Prince was born light skin. Michael became light skin. But when he was black, he was not at the status that he was until you know what I'm trying to say. And I don't know if he himself thought to himself like, I need lighter skin. I mean, he had vitiligo, so his skin was already turning, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if he then thought, like, well, maybe if I'm a lighter skin tone, I will be an even bigger superstar. Or, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anybody can have that kind of um, thought process. I would hate it if he did. But um, Smokey Robinson, Diana Ross. um, And then we can go into sitcoms. Because I was say, let's, can we get into sitcoms? We can. That's what, oh Lord, where are we going? I don't Here we go. We going to Martin. Martin. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's Tisha start and Tashina are best friends in real life, and but on that show, Gina is placed as the girlfriend who's like super successful and smart and funny and gets married and everything else, and. Tashina Arnold, as fine as she is, banging as she is. So talented, gorgeous. Gorgeous, talented, can sing, everything. On that show, she's the character that gets dissed and dismissed, called a dog, called every animal, okay, called ugly, called everything, bad breath, nappy hair. So disrespectful. Very disrespectful. But it was funny because it was like comedy, right? Um, girlfriends which I feel like maybe well the lead was a light skinned person but I feel like they it it all kind of evened out a little bit in girlfriends but the biggest one to me was living single living single was the one that they did the opposite 
there was Kyle, there was Living um, Single. Can I just say it's one yeah, of the best ahead. shows? Of one of the best shows yes. of all time. And, and it's all Hulu. Oh yeah, it is all of them. And mm-hmm. so in that show, the light skinned people are kind of down and out. Regine Overton and Sinclair are broke. You know, I mean, Overton's like the handyman. Sinclair's like the assistant. Doesn't really have a whole lot of skill. Struggle Regine, yeah, Regine is like the broke, you know, salesperson wearing all the wigs and you know dating all the bum guys. And then you have Max and Kyle, who Kyle's a broker. Max is Very a lawyer. Successful. Both got dreads whole time. Yep. Dark skin. Yep. And Khadijah's in the middle. You know, she's got a magazine, but she's broke. So when I thought, started thinking about the shows, I was like, okay, Living Single, maybe, I wonder if they consciously did that. And we're like, we're going to put the dark-skinned people in the more prestigious, you know, working roles and the light-skinned people in the less so that there's, there's this shift and maybe people will kind of get that. You know, I don't know. See, at the same time, too, I don't know. Some of these, like, when you think about Martin and Living Single, yeah, I feel like they were casted perfectly, though. Totally, totally. They were casted perfectly. Well, yeah, we can't think of it any other way because Martin is one of our childhood favorite shows. Yeah. So, like, like, like if, but Martin like, was an executive producer of that show, and that means that he he purposefully was like, I want a light-skinned girlfriend and a dark well maybe he didn't say it like that maybe it was maybe they were yeah, both written as I black just, girls but that that cast was just so perfect it why, is. why can't tishina arnold be the girlfriend though and then um and i was i, I was wondering about that like did either one of them audition like you know i don't i, don't I wonder i don't about know the auditioning process yeah right and i was thinking about that like could could uh what's the girl name the one that played uh gina Tisha or, Campbell. Tisha, Campbell. Yeah. Would she would she have been able to to play Pam? And I don't know. I think she could have played Pam. It, she's an actress. I don't know, but she's so funny. I will say for living single, like nobody could play Maxine like Erica Alexander. Like fuck no. No. But Absolutely see, not. you don't know though. Khadija could have been Maxine. Perfectly cast. No, you're right. They all did their jobs. That's why it was good. They did. They did great. Can we talk about Blackish? Because um, <sighs> that show pisses me off. The show is Blackish. It's supposed to be modeled off of, off of a black family, and we got uh, the the oldest daughter is half white, the oldest son is half white, the youngest son looks like he's biracial. I don't know. You guys can check check that. I, I'm not sure, but he clearly looks biracial to me. And the mom is oh, and Blackish, Blackish. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be the black representation, though, that we have. What? Like, there's only, like, majority of people are, there's only, what, one? I'm trying to think of that cast. They only have the one dark-skinned, the girl, right? Yeah. That's it. They said this this was supposed to be the new Cosby show? What? Who said that? (laughs) Well, okay, if that's the case, then maybe it is, because the Cosby, I mean, the Cosby show, those kids are all over the rainbow of color, like... were, unrealistically that, I don't think that's unrealistic because I think genetics is a motherfucker I just think that you're right you're right yeah because they black, made they made Bill Cosby's dad super light-skinned both his parents were light-skinned in the show I just, I'm thinking like from a casting standpoint when they say we're gonna cast a black family like when you look at these casting breakdowns black family yeah and then 
biracial person walks in, they're like, yeah, that's our black girl right there. Yeah, because biracial equals black on TV. And that's fucked up. That's what and it there is. was something interesting that but Vivica Fox said recently. Mm-hmm. So Vivica Fox is doing a movie. I can't remember the movie, but she said, who would you like to play your daughter? And she said Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Why didn't she say any of the other wonderful black actresses that are out here? Like young black See, I've never, I've never paid attention to Zendaya's acting ability. So. She's good. She's good. Because she, she has that show on HBO. She's really good. I didn't watch that. Watch it. Euphoria. Very, very good. She's really good. I prefer yeah, her as an I, actor, I, I, actually, I, than a singer. I, I hate someone's skin color taking away from their talent. Um, oh, it happens all the time. Halle Berry was I the know. first black woman that won an Oscar. And but Halle Berry's mixed. Her mother is white. Is she really? Yes. Yes. Halle Berry is a mixed woman. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the same oh. with, like, Jesse Williams. You know, Jesse Williams made that amazing speech oh, okay. at the BET Awards, right? And people went fucking crazy for that shit. Meanwhile, look, a lot of black men have said that same motherfucking thing, okay? Many, many times before Jesse Williams said it. And, and then he left his black wife for a white girl. Did he? No, he's, he's, dating, a, um, he's dating a black girl. Now he is, at least. He, but he initially, he left his, his wife and mother of his kids for this white girl named Mika Kelly. Well, his mama's white. Uh, I mean... I don't know who that is. You know. but, yeah, no, but he's, he's the one that has actually said, he's like, yeah, I have green eyes. Fuck, who gives a fuck? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy into that. I'm gonna use these green eyes to you know, make a difference in the community that I represent because he understands that he has light skin privilege. He gets it. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, just as long as you acknowledge it and know that it's happening, we can change it and we can actually like move forward as a race without feeling this, this tension between us or this, this hatred or this colorism or whatever. But it's when, it's when light skin people don't admit that it is a thing and that it exists and then we get into these back and forth where it's like, oh, you think I'm not black enough? No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying you're having a different experience than me because my skin being darker to the outside world, to society, is perceived differently. It just is. Yeah. You know, based on white supremacy. I, what, what can I say? Um, I did have another question. Uh, oh, okay. So when someone says to you, you're exotic. Or asks what you're mixed with. Is that offensive to you? Honestly, I don't. I don't even know how to answer this anymore because the shit has has been happening <laughs> since the beginning of time of time with me. Yeah. So at this point, I mean, I've heard are like, are you Middle Eastern? Are you Dominican? Are you Puerto Rican? Are you South American? Are because you I mean, have to be something because you're so beautiful. You couldn't possibly just be black. And I'm like. And I love saying, like, no, I'm black. I'm black mixed with black. I am mixed. I'm black mixed with black. Yeah. People have asked me if I'm mixed. And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know where you're getting that from. But the the idea that you have to be mixed with something that, like, is just not enough, that is offensive. That's the thing. That's offensive as fuck. No. Like, you don't have to be mixed with... And I noticed that when I was in school, like... The light skinned girls would love saying like, "Yeah, I'm half, I'm half Puerto Rican." We in Detroit, girl, like it's not a lot of Puerto Ricans out here. So why are you lying? Why are you lying? Why are you always lying? lying. Saying that's that you lie. I don't know why you would lie about that? That's stupid. But happens. Well, because there is a part, you know, you do, 
and this is for next week when we talk about mixed kids, but, you know, there is this hard thing about just feeling like you have to def defend your blackness so that you're not, I don't know, like, I don't want to say segregated, but just so that you're as, not seen as, yeah. And it's hard for know. mixed people, especially when they're light-skinned and they identify as black, you know, to just have a sense of their whole identity. This is why I keep talking about yeah. with the mixed kids, because I'm just like, okay, you identify as black, but what about your other heritage? What about your grandma? What about your mama? Or whoever it is that you're not identifying yeah. as. Is that offensive to we, them? Because we, we've talked about that, because it's like both of my parents are, I guess, mixed. I don't know. Yeah. And I just, the, the one time that I really didn't get asked, like, what I was mixed with and things like that, no, I feel like my blackness was in question was when I had dreadlocks. Mm. Yeah, and now that I don't have them anymore, um, you know, I just you back to being an ambiguous but it, question mark. But I, but but really, down here I'm in the south. It's a lot of Creole folks, a lot of light right. motherfuckers out here. That's true. So um, yeah, so it, I don't really feel like it's you know as. Uh, so one time I will say like I I used like being mixed to my advantage mm -hmm. was when I was working in Vegas and I was working with a bunch of Filipinos mm -hmm. and I had to let them know that I was Filipino so they would kind of take it like a little bit fucking easier on me you know um, right because oh, yeah. why because why were they being mean to you because they thought you were black they were just they, they they ease up I don't no one's ever thought that I was just fucking black so mm -hmm. I've never gotten that really? um, yeah well but uh that's interesting yeah no um but because they, because these this particular group of women are definitely kinder to Filipinos. Mm. So, I had an interesting yeah. conversation recently with my friend who is half white, mm -hmm. and um, she texted me. This is right when like the riots were like at the height. They were like it was turning up in the country, mm -hmm. and she texted me. She was like, "Girl, you know, I never thought about this before, but with everything that's going on." I'm starting to feel like I'm not black enough. What is she? Oh, she's half white and half black. Mm -hmm. But she she's lived in Detroit her whole life. Her mom is white, but her mom didn't raise her. Her dad and grandmother, who are black, raised That's her. That's what it is. Ask her if she wants right. to be on the show next week. And so I will. Because, I mean, she, I this conversation, it was through text. But she texted me this long message about how she doesn't, she's never questioned her blackness. And now she's starting to feel like she's not black enough. And um, by appearance, by appearance, appearance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and just for the simple fact that she has a white parent and she feels like there's certain things that she can't weigh in on. Mm. Um, her, 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 a boyfriend and the father of her child is black. She's spent her whole life with her black family. That's the only family she's ever known. She just reconnected with her mom, like in her adult life, really. Wow. And so, and now she's like experiencing her white half for the first time. Yeah. But, she told me that there's these little t-shirts on Instagram. It's a black owned business. She wanted to support and they have shirts that say like uh, black Queens, listen to the black queen or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't even feel like I can wear this shirt. Aww. Like, and so I was like, first of all, girl, get off Instagram. They fucking your head up. Girl. Um, Instagram is fucking your head up, you know? Aww. See, but you, I don't you think have that you should have to be black to wear that. Do you have to be black? 
why she hit up her her best black friend though because she (laughs) she really didn't know and she's really starting to feel like complexes about her identity that she's never felt before until i'm telling you the riot started that's why i keep saying black things on instagram yeah pray for these mixed kids because it's got to be very very confusing overwhelming and just, I mean, I can't imagine. I've just never had to have a mixed kid's brain. You so I just. You haven't known your white half your whole life. How yeah. can I possibly identify? Same with Doja Cat. When people were trying to uh, cancel Doja Cat, sis never, never knew her black side. Ever. Mm-hmm. She never knew the black half mm-hmm. of her family. She was raised there you by go. her white There you go. It makes sense that things that are probably looked down upon that she was saying in those tiny chats, she's like, she didn't think nothing of it. She's like. She thought she was white. Or or at least white enough to be accepted by the whites and not feel like she was saying something out of pocket. Right. But she was. <laughs> yeah. What, what did she say? She's just in these chat rooms with these, like, they're not KKK necessarily, but they're definitely, like, like you know, or, anti-black um, people. And she's always in there calling people niggers and shit. But it's in, like, a sexy way. Like, she's, like, you know, putting things in and out of her mouth as she's saying it. It's just... Like, moaning and... Yeah, it's... It's it's, it's, weird it's not dignified. Mm. You should watch them. Mm. Um, but that's our show, guys. That's there it the is. That was it. I don't know. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> I know. Um, but we'll be back next week. Ask your friend if she wants to be on the show, because I'm, I'm dead ass, like... Mixed kids, we gotta watch out Mixed for them. Sharon. We gotta watch out. <laughs> we gotta we gotta take care of them because that's not right. Oh, I'm oh, telling you, it's not. You know, no, no. I mean, we gotta watch out for them because they they going through it and they're the silent. They have the silent sadness. Okay. Um. Anyway, we love you guys, and um, we'll see you next week. Follow, me Follow us. Yeah, follow Pilar, Pilar on TV, Crystal with a K, Vic underscore Pistol, at Lifestyles of Love underscore IG, Facebook, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're there. So we love you guys. We'll see you next week.